Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. When someone just wants to debate, the questions get more and more foolish as you progress through the conversation. Uh, that's what you find in Mark chapter number 12 where the people are trying to catch Jesus and just wave after wave of questions are coming at Christ. And uh, each one, it seems, gets more ridiculous. The last question we looked at came from the Pharisees and the Herodians and they wanted to know whether they should pay taxes or not. So Jesus answered that question and not only answered their question, gave them much greater truth, spiritual truth. Now you come to Mark chapter 12 and verse 18, where the Bible says, Then come unto him the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection. And they ask him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If a man's brother die, and leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now, there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife, and dying left no seed. And the second took her, and died, neither left he any seed. And the third likewise, and the seven had her, and left no seed. Last of all, the woman died also. And let me just pause a moment and say, this is the most ridiculous hypothetical situation. And they're, of course, referencing a legitimate law in Israel, in the Old Testament economy, where Moses said if a man dies and he has no children, then the brother should marry this woman and continue the line so that this man has a heritage, so that he has an inheritance. Uh, that was the law in Israel. But they've created, they've concocted in their minds this situation uh, where seven different men have all married the same woman. Every one of them has died. And so imagine the, the setting here, and then here's their question. Verse 23, In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her to wife. Now remember who's asking the question, the Sadducees. And the Bible says the one thing that marked the Sadducees was that they say there's no resurrection. You can find the Sadducees all through these gospel records. And they were people that did not believe in the supernatural power of God. They did not believe in the miraculous. Uh, we would compare them today to the secularist in our society. Uh, people that may even have religious leanings uh, who may have some belief system, some moral code that they follow, but they don't believe in the power of God. Uh, they want to cut things out of the Scripture. They want to explain away the miracles. That's who the Sadducees were in their day. So it's obvious here. It's evident in the passage. They didn't really even believe uh, that there would be a resurrection. Yet they want to know when the resurrection comes whose wife this woman would be. Jesus answers them in verse 24. And Jesus answering said unto them, do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? I want to tell you, I think that's one of the greatest verses. That's one of the most applicable truths to the generation we are living in. Lots of people are asking questions. Lots of people are debating and arguing. And there's lots of conflict going on in our day. 
Do you know where the error is? The error is in this. People do not know the Scriptures, and people do not know the power of God. May I tell you there's a divine order in that. You have to accept the truth of God to see the power of God at work. Don't expect God's power to be evident and shown unless you're willing to preach and teach and believe the truth of God. So it begins with the Scriptures. And the Scriptures are what set in motion all of God's power in our lives. In other words, what he's saying to these people is, you're missing the truth and you're missing the God of truth. In fact, there was much that they were missing and he goes on to detail that. Verse 25 For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. So here's the first thing that they missed. The first thing that they would have understood if they'd really known the Scriptures was that in eternity, uh, we're not not living as we are here on earth. Somebody said, we're going to really miss that. Friend, you're not going to miss anything in heaven. Everything there is going to be so much better. He's saying the relationships there are going to be different than the relationships here. We're all going to live with the God of love in perfect unity and in perfect oneness. It will be a a totally different economy than what we're dealing with here. So he said, first of all, you, you misunderstand what it looks like on the other side. Then he says in verse 26, And as touching the dead, that they rise. Have ye not read in the book of Moses, how in the bush God spake in him, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ye therefore do greatly err. He said to them, you not only misunderstand what eternity looks like, you're actually misunderstanding the God of eternity. Because the God of eternity is not bound by time. You're seeing past, present, and future. But God's not bound by time. God is the eternal God. Time is in Him. He created it. And he he uses an illustration here. He says, when God spoke to Moses, he didn't say, I was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He said, I am. God is present tense, but don't miss this. Those men are also still very much alive. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were alive in Moses' day. They were just living in a different place. Oh, what a joy that is. Some of you are missing today someone that you love, someone that's gone. Well, I want to tell you something. They're still very much alive. They're just living in a different place. They're living with the great I Am. They're living with the eternal God. Soon, you're going to be with them too. So don't misunderstand who God is. Don't misunderstand what eternity looks like. He ends his, his statement to these Sadducees with this, this profound condemnation. Ye therefore do greatly err. Remember, he started by saying, that they erred. Now he says, ye do greatly err. Like bookends on his statement, he said, you have error. But when he ends, he said, your error is a great error. Can I tell you, the greatest error in the world is to miss God. You may make a mistake today that can be rectified. You may, you may miss something that, uh, that you have to go back and fix. You could lose something that could be found. But if you miss God, friend, If you miss the Scriptures, if you miss the power of God in this world, then you miss Him for all eternity. Don't miss God today. Don't greatly err today. You see, the root problem was that these people did not believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in the miraculous power of God. And I want you to know, if you can't believe 
in the supernatural, in the miraculous power of the God who created the world. If you can't believe in the beginning God created, then you can't get your questions answered. If you can't trust the God of eternity uh, to, to know all things and to do right, if you can't rest in the fact that God will straighten out all of your questions someday and God will make everything exactly like it ought to be, then my friend, you're going to be just like the Sadducees. You're going to live a miserable existence here. You're going to greatly err and you're going to miss God for all eternity. Can I say to you today, look to God, know the Scriptures, read the Scriptures, and know the power of God. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.